0: Welcome in to another edition of Titans in Ten. I'm your host, Jim Morris. You can find me on Twitter at jmorrisncm. This is the Broadway Sports Media podcast. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Check it out; a lot of cool stuff going on there. Continuing to break down the win against the Bills, while looking forward to the game against the Texans coming up here in just a couple of days. So this has been a kind of a crazy week for the Titans with a Tuesday night game, obviously a rare deal—the only the third Tuesday night game in NFL history having a quick turnaround to play the Texans on Sunday. So we'll talk about the injury report in a minute, but there um, is a lot of a lot of people listed on the injury report. It's hard to know just how uh, accurate that is on their availability for Sunday, but we'll talk about all that here in just a minute. But a couple of things have happened since yesterday's podcast. Uh, the Titans traded Kamala Correa to the Jaguar Jaguars Um they got a sixth-round pick for him and sent a seventh-round pick to the Jaguars as well. So, you know, it was, it was a little bit surprising that they were able to trade him after, you know, the indications yesterday that they were going to grant him his release um, if they weren't able to trade him. So I was surprised that that team went ahead and traded for him. but Times were able to move him to the Jaguars in the division. You know, I mean, I, Correa wants to play. I guess, and now he's going to get to in Jacksonville. But can you imagine going from the Titans to the Jaguars? Can you imagine going from, you know, Nashville to Jacksonville, having to listen to those idiots yell, Duval every time you do something good? I guess, you know, they don't do that many things good, so you don't have to worry about it that much. But it just seems like, I, I wrote the other day, I mean, it just seems like, you know, be careful what you wish for because you might end up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So anyway, uh, Correa is gone, moved on. To the Jaguars, uh, the Titans made some roster moves earlier today as well. Jeffrey Simmons was activated from the COVID-19 list. We talked yesterday about how he was kind of the next one in line there. That leaves us three guys that were on the active roster when all of this started that are still on the list. Corey Davis, Michael Pruitt, and Kari Blassingame. Uh, you know, we'll see how the process goes for those guys, but um, you know, we might be able to get a couple of them back before the game on Sunday. But so far, it seems like anybody that had it for the Titans has had a mild case, was able to get back pretty quickly. So that's obviously good news for the team and good news for the players as well, you know, suffering from that virus. Uh, another thing, they added Darrington Evans to IR to short-term IR, which means he'll be out for at least three weeks. Uh, he's been bothered by that hamstring injury pretty much since, you know, camp started. I guess he was good for the first couple weeks of camp. But um, it, he's been kind of up and down with that hamstring injury since then. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll be gone for three weeks. Opportunity for Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols, who played well when he got the chance to play against the Bills. So you'll see him kind of in that role. And then, you know, they've got Dante Foreman on the practice squad. We'll see if they, if they elevate him or not. They also designated Dane Cruikshank to return Uh, from IR so he could start practicing as early as this week so we'll keep an eye on that you know he's a guy that's been a a pretty valuable special teams guy for them and they've been without him for the whole year so uh, keep an eye on how that goes speaking of guys that are on IR Dory Jackson was spotted today working on a side field so I don't know if he'll be back this week or not but he's obviously getting closer to being able to return so good news on that front All right, getting to today's injury report, Uh, we had – I mean, it's a long list, but, again, I think with the the short week and that that kind of stuff, I'm not too overly concerned with all these guys on there. Now, we'll keep an eye on what they do on Friday, how they're designated for the game. Uh, I think we'll get a a better idea of, of where these individual players are at that point, but I wouldn't necessarily freak out about anything that we saw today just because of the short turnaround. A.J. Brown didn't practice for the second straight day uh, with that knee injury. Not surprised at all there. I, he, he played the whole game, didn't seem to have a setback, so I'm, I'm really not worried about his availability. Jadavion Clowney didn't practice for the second straight day. Yesterday he had a knee. Today he had an illness. It was the reason that he was listed as did not practice. So I, we'll see what that means. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any concern that he's not going to be able to play again. You know, none of these guys didn't finish the game. So unless something has popped up since then – There's not really any huge level for concern. Uh, Nick Zunbar, or Zubnar, sorry, uh, he was limited today with a shoulder injury after after not practicing yesterday or being listed as did not practice yesterday. Um, Actually, everybody on this list, with the exception of Malcolm Butler, was listed as did not practice yesterday, but they didn't practice yesterday. That was just kind of an estimation of what would have happened had they held a practice. Uh, Chris Jackson was limited today with a hamstring. Again, that's something that's bothered him, um, but he was able to play the other night, so I don't know that we have any cause for concern there. Daquan Jones did not practice for the second straight day with a foot injury. Something to keep an eye on there. Jonathan Joseph was limited today after not practicing yesterday, or is not practicing yesterday, with a hamstring injury. Uh, Joshua Kalou limited today. With shoulder, Dennis Kelly limited today. Groin. Taylor LeJuan, limited shoulder. Jeremy McNichols, limited ribs. Uh, Chris Milton did not practice for the second straight day with a foot injury. Lorel Murchison uh, was limited today with an ankle injury. We saw him you know, be get hurt during the game, but he was able to come back and play. Jonu Smith uh, listed with a quad injury, limited today. Kenny Vaccaro, hamstring and calf, limited today. Nick Westbrook, hamstring, limited today. And then Malcolm Butler, quad, limited for the second straight day. And, you know, he's had that quad injury for the last couple weeks and has been able to continually play through it. So no big cause for concern there. And Like I said, I don't know that any of those guys are in huge danger of missing. Um, It's a a pretty daunting list when you look at everybody that's there. But um, I I think we'll get a a better indication after tomorrow on what those guys are able to do if they're going to be able to practice. So... You know, like I said, it's it's kind of an unprecedented deal here for the Titans in in this turnaround. And so we'll see how that works out. I mean, they've already had their bye week. Now, you know, they didn't practice for basically two weeks. And now you've got this this short turnaround and then you go into a normal type week for next week. So I don't know if this will have any effect on them down the road as the season kind of continues to go along. Uh, just with with the way things are now. I mean, they're coming into it having, you know, the couple weeks off. So they were probably, you know, the freshest they're going to be for the whole season on Tuesday night. Um, And then maybe the most banged up, at least, you know, from a nagging injury perspective, as they'll be this Sunday. Um, And listen, the Texans, they're coming to town. It's a, you know, it's always a a battle with them. Uh, Like I said yesterday, they were able to get their first win last week. You had to change from Bill O'Brien to Romeo Cornell. And it, it seems like that, you know, there was just a kind of a heavy weight over that locker room with Bill O'Brien in the building. And obviously, there were a ton of issues there. You know, as Titans fans, we wanted them to keep him forever because he was a terrible – I mean, he, I guess he was an okay coach. He was a terrible general manager. Um, you know, really, really ran that franchise on the ground as far as, you know, draft picks in the future and that stuff's concerned. So, you know, that was enjoyable from our standpoint. But with all that being said, the Texans, you know, it seems like they win the division every year. So as much as we were critical of Bill O'Brien, they were winning football games. A lot of that obviously has to do with how good their defense has been um, with Deshaun Watson and how good he is. And that's the concern. You know, the Titans did a really good job against Josh Allen this last week. You know, Josh Allen was the guy that was getting so much pub, MVP talk. You know, he's figured it out, all that kind of stuff. And then kind of, you know, resorted it back into some of the stuff that he'd done in the past against the Titans. And they were able to, you know, basically just drop guys back in coverage and make him run through things. I think Deshaun Watson is better than Josh Allen. I think he's a better passer than Josh Allen. I think he's better at working through his reads and that kind of stuff. So I don't know that you can employ that exact same game plan. Um, He's a different, you know, both guys are scramblers, Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen. They're, they're different types of scramblers. And, you know, very well talked about that a little bit today and his press availability, and then basically just talking about, you know, you just got to be smart. You, you want to get pressure on him, but you want to make sure that when you do that, you don't leave open running lanes and that kind of stuff because you know he can kill you that way. So they're, they're familiar with him. Um, now he's torched them in a lot of games, um, but my well be very familiar with him. Had a lot of good things to say about Deshaun Watson as a person, uh, and we've, we've heard a lot of cool stories about stuff that he's done. But, you know, that, that's going to be the, the thing, right? Can they contain him? Can they – Keep him in the pocket. Can they make him, you know, feel pressure in the in the pocket and force some throws? They got speed to burn all over the place on that offense. So it's going to be, you know, it should be a good game. The Texans are better than one and three, most likely, or one and four. Um, You know, they they played a really tough schedule to start out with. So uh, I don't know. It's a big game. It's a division game. It's a really short week. All those things. So I think it'll be, you know, I think the Titans are up for the challenge. I think they've proven how good they are and how they're ready to be a contender, uh, not just in the AFC South, but in the AFC and in the NFL. So but this is another big test for them, short week, all that kind of stuff, like I said. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of Titans in 10. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Check that out. And don't forget, we are also in association with 440, the 440 Podcast Network. A lot of cool stuff going on there. You can find them on Twitter as well. Just search 440 Sports and you'll find them Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Titans in 10, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.